This is Rabbi Sharon Brous, Rabbi Adi Kar, where we're dedicated to reinvigorating Jewish community, ritual, and learning, all while laying the foundation for a just and loving society. You're listening to Ikar's podcast, where you can hear our sermons from Shabbat and holidays, our teachings, our guest speakers, basically anything we think worth hearing that we can capture and stream, you can listen to right here. The whole Megillah. I mean, literally the whole Megillah. So thank you so much for being with us. A paragraph in the festival Amidah refers to Pesach, Passover, by two names, Chag HaMatzot and Zman Cherutenu. The first, Chag HaMatzot, the festival of unleavened bread, is found in the Torah and alludes to the unleavened bread that the Israelites baked from dough they brought with them as, as they hurried out of Egypt. The second, Zman Cherutenu, the season of our freedom, at first seems completely appropriate for Passover. After all, Passover commemorates the exodus from Egypt, the Israelites' escape from slavery. But the Torah never mentions the word cherut in connection with the exodus. In fact, the word cherut is not found anywhere in the Tanakh. Pirkei Avot notes the similarity between the word cherut and the word charut, engraved, which is used in Exodus 32 to describe the appearance of the words on the two tablets that Moses receives at Mount Sinai. Based on the identical spelling of these two words, which remember in this period were written without vowels, Pirkei Avot teaches one is only free when one engages in the study of Torah. Only free when you engage in the study of Torah. Now, equating freedom with the study of Torah no doubt resonates to Jewish studies professors who are enjoying their sabbaticals. Although children in religious school and rabbinical students preparing for the end of the semester may find this equation absurd. But the question I want to consider this morning is, how might the study of Torah be liberating? And why, as we celebrate the exodus from Egypt, should we be thinking about Torah beyond the story of the Exodus itself. And I'm going to offer three ideas. First of all, Torah tells us where we come from. Knowing your history, your story, is an important part of understanding what it means to be free. This is why we commemorate the Exodus every year, not by running through the streets screaming, we're free, but by sitting around a table remembering our ancestors' enslavement. Acknowledging the reality of slavery is what allows us to appreciate what freedom is. This is true on the national level, and it's true on a personal level as well. It's the awareness of the contrast between enslavement of all types and freedom from that enslavement that makes us see how blessed we are to be free. Second, Torah offers us a structure to support a life of freedom. Freedom cannot be achieved or maintained in a state of chaos and anarchy. Freedom is not a free-for-all, a state where we do whatever we want, whenever we want, without a thought for the consequences that may bring to us or to others. The Torah teaches us that being free does not mean free to murder, free to steal, free to pervert justice, 
or free to ignore the needs of others. Being free demands structure so we can have meaningful lives as free people. Finally, Torah study creates connection. Many of the Midrashim that we read about the Israelites' experience in Egypt emphasizes their care for each other even at a time when each of them was suffering profoundly. Those connections between the Israelite overseers and the Israelites making bricks, between midwives and women in labor, between Moses, who was raised in the palace of Pharaoh and his enslaved kin, contributed to the Israelites' survival. When we study Torah, we create and strengthen connections between teachers and students, between people learning together, between ourselves and our history, between ourselves and God. Rugged individualism, going it alone, is not how Judaism understands freedom. The Israelites were freed as a people and chose to remain that way. We can value our freedom as individuals and still choose to shape that freedom in connection to others. The ancient rabbis asked, why didn't God give Israel the Torah immediately after the exodus from Egypt or immediately after the crossing of the Red Sea? God could have easily chosen a moment when the Israelites were most aware of God's power and actions on their behalf, the moment that they saw miracles, a moment when they would have accepted the Torah out of sheer gratitude. And yet, instead, God waited, we're told, for seven weeks, allowing the Israelites to discover that freedom from Egyptian bondage wasn't going to be easy. There would be food uncertainty. There would be water rationing, treks through the wilderness, vulnerability to attack from strange peoples. I want to suggest that God wanted the Israelites to choose to enter a covenant with God, to choose the structure of Torah over unfettered freedom. God wanted the Israelites to realize that freedom from slavery isn't enough. Our ancestors needed time so they could choose freedom to. Freedom to become God's partners. Freedom to embrace the Torah. Passover is not referred to as Yom Cherutenu, the day that marks the beginning of our freedom. It's Zman Cherutenu, the beginning of the season of our freedom. As we count the days between Passover and Shavuot, we're called on to reflect what we will choose to do with the freedom we've been given. We can see freedom as license to do whatever we want, or at least whatever we think we can get away with. Or we can see freedom as a sacred trust that calls upon us to reflect on where we came from, to seek create structures that protect and promote freedom, and that inspires us to seek freedom for all. Shabbat Shalom. Hi, it's Rabbi Brass again. Thank you so much for listening. Want more content like this? I hope you'll subscribe and please 
consider making a contribution to Ikar so we can continue to work toward the fulfillment of our mission, to reanimate Jewish life, to embody moral courage, to nurture the spirit, and to work to decipher what it means to be a human being in the world today. Visit our website at ikar.org. That's I-K-A-R.org. And I hope to see you, maybe even in person, sometime soon.